Welcome back to Ultiverse Q, your guide to the Ultimate Universe. Now I'm podcast for I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week we're talking about some Avengers and some Spider-Man. Not the Ultimates. Changing it up. Uh-huh. Uh, specifically the Ultimate Avengers and the Ultimate Spider-Man. And yeah, it's... uh. It's interesting, because Ultimate Avengers is pretty much just a retelling of the first six issues of The Ultimates that Mark Millar and Brian Hitch wrote, mm -hmm. and the film was released in February 21st, 2006, and it was produced by Dong Wu Animation, and it has a lot more of a focus on Captain America, and they definitely are like, oh yeah, no, the, these are shape-shifting scrolls. But they're actually the Chitari. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, we're not talking about Ultimate Avengers, the movie, which is what really just comes up if you look up Ultimate Avengers. Ultimate Avengers 2, the movie, was significantly better. I don't think I ever saw that one. Hank Pym dies at the end. Ha! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, before we get into that, you know what we did on our other podcast, Devin? What's that, Luke? We we talked about a Nicolas Cage movie where he dresses up like Elvis and skydives to try and marry a sex in the city. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been checking it out, uh, there's a new feed that I need to get to populating. It's like one of the 12 things that I gotta do, but instead I just am reading through all of One Piece and playing video games, which is big mood. But uh, yeah, we have another podcast that goes up on the off weeks. It's currently going up on Patreon. But if you look up the Luke Hare Podcast Project, you can find it there. I believe I started off posting the first episode of the Animal Crossing podcast. And I'll be putting up the cage backlogs there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have any news? Last of Us Part 2 comes out this Friday. I'll be gone for a while. Have fun killing dog. Well, they're probably a bad dog, so it's fine. Yeah, but then it will tell you that you're bad no matter what you wanted to do because you just had to kill the dog. That was pretty what? much what I gathered. It's... Oh, we're going to make you do awful things. We won't give you a choice about awful things, and then we'll tell you that you're bad for doing awful things. I don't think you have to, because you can stealth everything. It's like cutscene bullshit. Ah. Uh. Mandatory. Yeah. Uh. I want the dogs from Paw Patrol and whatever. The class traders from Paw Patrol? Yeah, fuck Paw Patrol. Uh-huh. Well... And I am almost done rereading all of One Piece. Or, well, catching up to One Piece now. I finished the reread portion of it. Uh, yeah, I just got to volume 80, or volume 91, so, oh no, I've only got like two more after the one that I'm currently reading. Oh no. I went to a comics garage sale, that was fun. Oh, nice. Did you find anything good? Yeah, I got the 9-11 issue of Spider-Man. Where Doctor Doom cries? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big find. 
It is. It's like one of the dude who like goes to like who like is like the professional sellers at like the different shows. Mm. But since all the shows are canceled for the most part, he had a big garage sale to try to make some money. Make a little bit of money. Makes sense. Go for it. Get it. Get it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's enough uh, formalities and catching up. Uh, so the first story we're talking about is Ultimate Comics Avengers numbers 1 through 6, written by Mark Millar, with pencils by Carlos Pacheco, inks by Danny Mickey, Dexter Vines, Crime Lab Studios, Alan Martinez, Victor Olazaba, Chisholm, and Thomas Palmer, with colors by Justin Ponsor and letters by VCs Corey Petit. And you know it's a Mark Millar comic because the first issue just had Danny Mickey on the inks, and then... The second one was Danny Mickey, Dexter Vines, Crime Lab Studios, Alan Martinez, Victor Olazaba, and Chisholm. And then after that, it was mostly just Danny Mickey on the inks and then Thomas Palmer. And uh, yeah, this is a weird one because Captain America finds out that he had a son, and that son is Red Skull, who was born out of wedlock. The government kept him a secret, raised him on a lab... He escaped, killed everybody on the base, and also then just killed JFK. And Captain America finds out about it, which he wasn't supposed to. And so Nick Fury gets called in because Red Skull is also working with AIM, who has stolen the instructions for the Cosmic Cube. And so Fury gets together his new team, which includes War Machine, James Rode, who is an asshole here. Yep. Like, he is what you would expect if I told you Mark Millar wrote a modern soldier character in the Middle East. Uh, there's Gregory Stark, Tony's twin brother, who has never been mentioned before, who is better than Tony in every way, and he's an asshole. But a and competent say, asshole. Yeah, yeah. And when I say better in every way, it's more, he's smarter He's faster, he's stronger too, he's the first member of the Avengers crew. Uh, there is Red Wasp, who had been the insect queen, who had been on that uh, evil terrorist team in Ultimates 2. Rock, and, rocking that classic wasp costume. Mm-hmm. And she can change size, control bugs, has Bioshocks, and she is being controlled. There's Nerd Hulk, who is a clone of the hulk that has bruce banner's brain there's a mysterious spider-man who we don't really find out anything about and then there's the new black widow who's fury's ex-wife monica chang who also like this is where we get asshole misogynist mark millar and he makes fury a worse person yeah like Nick Fury banged the, his wife, and then Nick Fury went through a list banging all of her relatives and friends. Every woman in her life. It's fucked up. Uh, so First off, the, Nick Fury does not have time for that. No. I mean, unless he is very efficient. Or and, he has life model decoys. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, so the team first has to go and stop Captain America because if it turns out that, oh, the government was uh, behind the creation of the Red Skull who 
has worked against America in every war that they have been in. And once again, he killed JFK. Oh, and he made Red Wasp choose between killing her husband with a knife, a rusty knife, or killing her baby. And then after she killed her husband, Red Skull killed her baby. Red Skull sucks here, not because he's evil, but because he's so uninterestingly and relentlessly evil. Yeah, he has, like, no motivation, like... Yeah. Classic Red Skull does. At least, Classic Red Skull's evil, but you at least get, like, what his plan is. Yeah, this Red Skull is just an angry teen who cut off his face and then decided to hate America. And it... It's not good. It's not interesting. The Avengers, who are now S.H.I.E.L.D.'s unofficial Black Ops team, because Carol Danvers is not smart enough to deal with this, because... Apparently, she's not. Nick Fury hates that she is in charge, and also he hates Barack Obama because Barack Obama put Carol Danvers in charge. Like, there's so many weird things here. Also, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. has a base in France that exists solely for Captain America to be insulted by French soldiers because of the, do you think this A on my head stands for France? Yeah. Yeah. It... This is Mark Millar going into self-parody? Very very much so. But yeah, uh, so the Avengers go in to fight Red Skull in Alaska, who killed everybody in AIM to get the cube. Uh, He's beating their ass. Captain America escapes from the French Shield headquarters and steals a teleporting jet that nobody else can pilot. And he gets instructions from Hawkeye... Uh, so he is able to target the teleporting jet so that it runs through his son. So he drops the cube and the cube is released. And they don't kill Red Skull there, like in Alaska. They bring him to the hospital so his mom can say goodbye, which is fucking wild. And then Red Skull is like, oh yeah, what I really wanted to do with the cube was to make it so I could have a family. And it's like, no, you fucking idiot. You had the Cosmic Cube. You could have made that a reality. But instead, you murdered all of AIM. You were fighting the Avengers for a while. You didn't rewrite who they were or any bullshit like that. And then Red Wasp shoots him in the head. And then we get a end scene where Gregory Sark is like, Hey, I know your secret, Nick Fury. You are the one who sent Red Skull in to work with AIM. That way, Carol Danvers couldn't deal with it because she's a woman and you hate her. And so you want to get her... So you want to get your job as head of S.H.I.E.L.D. back. And Nick, you're like, damn right. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll be real this part. That part for Nick Fury, I buy that. That is a total Nick Fury move. It's the way that he starts treating women in this, though. That part, that can... part, yes. Because, like, one of the things is... Or no, it's it's in the next story where they have to get the information from Spider-Man and we find out about how Nick Fury slept with everybody in his ex-wife's life. And she still loves him. Like, it's just complete asshole Nick Fury is... 
a bad move and I was reading up and Mark Millar was like, yeah, I only got to write 26 issues before, but I had plans for 60 issues and I wanted to make a reverse Ultimates team. It feels bad and gross and let's rank it. Because, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, the original Ultimates was really jingoistic and bad. Nobody remembers Ultimate Avengers. Well, to be fair, Ultimate Avengers came out after Ultimatum, which pissed everyone off and it caused pretty much everyone to abandon the Ultimates line. Yeah. Okay. I forget which one. One of them is actually supposed to be good. Might be three. Yeah, we don't get to three this week. Uh, okay, how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Captain America? Or how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Adventures? Oh, this is better. Uh, this has a coherent <sighs> plotline. How about it compared to Ultimate Comics X? This is better. I think I'd rather read Spider-Man Daredevil Punisher, the Ultimate Marvel team-up. That's fair. So is it better or worse than Ultimate X-Men Cable? Mm, I think it's better than Cable. It's better than Cable. For all the bad, like, I mean, for all the bad things, <clears throat> like the plotline is very coherent. Yeah, it it's... The and even the plot the... itself is not horrible. It is just all of the little things. Yeah, it's... This is Mark Millar just being like everything a... people say Mark Millar is an asshole for being. Yeah. It's like, oh, Red Skull's cap sounds like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like, there's a lot of stuff here that could have been done well, and it is not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Ultimate Comics Avengers, uh, numbers 1 through 6, is on our new list as number 117 out of 133, which mm, is our... Nope, it's not our lowest Mark Millar comic. Do you know what our lowest Mark Millar comic on the list is? Probably one of his Fantastic Four runs. Or maybe an X-Men. No, is that Fantastic Four in Humans Annual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up next, we have Ultimate Comics Spider-Man numbers 7 through 8, Crossroad, which was written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Takeshi Miyazawa, colors by Justin Ponsor, and letters by VCs Corey Petit. And... Uh, yeah, do you quickly want to go over what happens here? Uh, ba I can. No, ba uh, basically, it is Mary Jane is freaking out because everyone is living with Aunt May. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, what's it called happens? Uh, basically... Rick Jones. Oh, yeah, there's the Rick Jones arc. Yeah, Rick Jones is, like, tweaking out. We saw him flashing and glowing earlier... That really never got addressed again. This time it finally does. Quite honestly, it doesn't make any sense. But they start figuring out what is wrong with him. And turns out he is about to become a Herald of Galactus. They don't mention he's going to become the Herald of Galactus. Yeah, they do. 
No, they say he's the chosen one, picked by the Watcher. No, they refer to him as a herald. Johnny does. Johnny refers to him as a herald when they're talking about the whole, like, the glowing thing. They say, you're the next herald. Or Term herald was in it. I know that. Yeah, but not Galactus. Fine. Fine. I mean, Galactus would be fucking wild. Spoiler alert, he's gonna be the herald of Galactus. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember anything of how this resolves. It's where it's it all culminates in that big crossover issue where Galactus from six one six gets brought over into the Ultimate Universe. Uh, Cataclysm. So, so like a few years. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, this plot line is not going to get resolved anytime soon. And quite honestly, I don't really know why it was in Ultimate Spider Man. Because Bendis was the one who introduced it in Ultimate Secret. No, oh, I suppose. Yeah, because really it's Aunt May finds out that Rick Jones might have powers. She sends the boys over. The boys do a bad job at helping him handle it. He wants to go find the Watcher Pole. And when they go back to the Pegasus base, Serpent Society is there. Uh, Bobby wants to have sex with him? Bobby wants to have sex with everybody. Yeah, yeah. His main traits are cold and horny. Uh, the team stops them, and then Rick is like, Hey, I'm going to call myself Nova and leave until I can figure out my powers. And then Rick's mom tells Spider-Man to get the fuck off her lawn. Yeah, it's kind of inconsequential. I think the only other thing that might turn into something big is that uh, Spider-Man and Rick go to Ann Arbor on accident. And there's something about Mysterio potentially having connections in Michigan. Mm. But, like, I have loose memories for the stuff that comes after this. Like, in terms of larger scale events, like the weird civil war, and, uh, like, Reed becoming, uh, taking the steps to becoming evil and then we get the like hickman reboot yeah i didn't really and... i read a little bit of ultimate x-men i read some of ultimates but for the most part the only thing i really read long term was i read all of uh spider-man yeah there's just gaps here and i don't remember what is coming but uh we gotta rank this uh i mean crossroads is no great strokes also, I read this last night and had already blanked on what it was about. <laughs> I could tell. It was like, like it, was, your... it was like it was the two issues, and like we haven't hit the fun stuff yet in the next arc. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this compared to? We get family um, meetings. Everyone loves a good old family meeting. How do you feel about this compared to Morbius? Uh, better. Well, I don't fully remember everything that happened in this one. It was good. <laughs> I thought it was really just inconsequential. Yeah. No, it was. But all, but all the other stuff was fun. The Rick Jones part was not great. I blanked on that part. But I did enjoy all the, fa the family dynamic that is starting to be developed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we do get a lot more small moments here in bits yes the bits are good okay um 
I think we could probably put this right under Ultimate Spider-Man Dumped. Yeah. And above Ultimate Extinction. Yeah. So our new number 70 is Ultimate Spider-Man, or Ultimate Comic Spider-Man number 7 through 8, Crossroad. We then have Ultimate Comics Avengers 2, Crime and Punishment. And once again, this was written by Mark Millar with pencils by Lionel Francis Yu, inks by Gary Alanguillian. Rest in peace. Uh, with additional assists by Jason Paz, Edgar Tadeo, and Jeff Hewitt. With colors by Laura Martin and Dave McCaig and Frank Martin. And letters by VCs Corey Petit. At Hewitt's dad, Jeff Hewitt? Uh, spelled H-U-E-T. Ah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think we would have known if... Well, I wouldn't have known if Jeff was uh, doing comic inking. Because this would have been coming out while I was in college. Which makes me feel very old. Yeah. But yes, Luke, want to tell us about what Mark Millar did in this one? Yeah, so Frank Castle, the Punisher, goes to try and capture this Russian human trafficker called the Red Hammer, and it turns out it was a sting by S.H.I.E.L.D. and Captain America, who had already captured the real Red Hammer and extradited him to Russia, which Punisher doesn't like. And Monica Chang and Nick Fury offer him a deal where he won't be murdered, or, well, no, he'd he'd pretty much be murdered. Mm -hmm. If he joins the Avengers as their new Captain America. And their first job. And their next job is to help get the first Hulk. Who is Bruce Banner's mentor. Who. It gets really weird. Mark Millar racist here. Just a tad. Yeah. Yeah. Because the initial Hulk. Who is Bruce Banner's mentor lives in south america not like an actual country there as a gang lord under the name of tyrone cash but he previously was a disabled cambridge professor named leonard williams and war machine gets sent to bring him in and they fight pointlessly really and Eventually, War Machine is like, hey, if you don't join us, we'll tell your family who thinks that you're dead, that you're actually alive, and that you're dealing drugs, and sleeping with women, and killing people, and being a evil guy. And so he agrees, and the Avengers have been ordered by the White House to stop a series of mysterious murders. And the Punisher also has nanobots inside of him to keep him from doing bad things. So the next target that the White House sends them to protect is a guy in Chicago whose plane is landing, and that's when the Ghost Rider appears. Everybody thought they were maybe dealing with a mutant, but no, it's a Ghost Rider with a motorcycle. Hell yeah. And Punisher goes to chase after him, gets overpowered, but because the Punisher has a cross on, uh, Ghost Rider won't kill him, but the target is murdered. And Ghost Rider escapes. Carol Danvers, meanwhile, is angry that she has not been told about any of this that has been going on. And this is when they have to go and get magical knowledge from the spider who... They never actually explain at this point who the spider is. He's just a guy in a Spider-Man costume who is creepy and eats human flesh. 
But it's also and lives in a tube. And it's also implied that we're supposed to know who it is, or that Fury know might know who it is. Yeah, I I looked it up because I was like, is this supposed to be someone? And no, no, it's it's just someone new who, like most of the characters in this, dies at the end of the third one. Interesting. Because yeah, because yeah. Fury point blank asks the Spider Man who he is, and he says, "You don't want to know." Yeah. Which implies uh, that Fury would know who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the spider's like, hey, I'll give you this information, Monica. In exchange, you have to give me a deep, dark secret. And Shianti. Because he's trying to do a whole Hannibal thing, and it, it, it's weird. And that's when we find out how Nick Fury systematically fucked every woman in her life, and she still loves him. Mm-hmm. So we find out from the spider that the ghostwriter was originally Johnny Blaze. He and his girlfriend were ritually sacrificed by, uh, were ritually sacrificed to Satan by a biker gang led by Bobby Blackthorn in exchange for wealth and power that was given to the gang. And then Satan was like, hey, I'll bring Roxanne back to life if you go and kill all of them for me as the ghostwriter. And it turns out that the vice president... During the Obama administration, because this is a liberal uh, administration during the time, is now Bobby Blackthorne, but also he's pretty much Joe Biden. So Joe Biden was in a satanic biker cult. You know what? I can see it. Yeah, I mean, he is also generic. Remember that Remember that time he told us how he fought Corn Pop and he ripe wrapped the chain around his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what biker gangs do. Yeah, so the Avengers are called in to protect Satanic Biker Joe Biden, which Satanic Biker Joe Biden might be the title for this episode. Yeah. <sighs> uh, we also get a moment where Hawkeye and Punisher are talking, and Hawkeye's like, yeah, I used to have an implant in me, but now I don't need it. So the devil appears to Joe Biden because Joe Biden's like, I don't want to die. So the devil gives him Ghost Rider powers too. He goes to go and try and kill Ghost Rider, but the Avengers attack him because he's just another guy who looks like Ghost Rider. And the fight gets nasty. There's a bunch of, like, so much of this is fighting where not a lot of consequence happens. Yeah. And eventually Johnny Blaze drags Blackthorn into a church where as they're fighting in the church, they're both losing their Ghost Rider powers. Blackthorn almost kills Johnny, but then the Punisher shoots Joe Biden in the head, killing him and lets Johnny Blaze go because he relates to him and agrees with everyone who the Ghost Rider has killed, which is kind of fair. Oh, 100%. Eat the rich. Mm-hmm. And Punisher's like, hey... Hawkeye, you should remove my implant. Tell me where it is. I'll get it. And then Hawkeye punches him out. And we get an epilogue where Johnny is working with the devil still because if he stops, his wife will be sent to hell. And right now she's having a very good sex life with a firefighter. That makes sense. Yeah. And the Punisher ended up escaping... Because when Hawkeye knocked him out, he knocked out the tooth that had the nanochip in it, which is not a good place for a nanochip. I agree. 
And Fury is angry about this, and then the Punisher heads to Russia and kills the Red Hammer because when he got sent to Russia, the Russian government freed him because Russia is corrupt. Classic. <sighs> yeah, so that's Crime and Punishment, which... I don't know, apart from the Nick Fury <laughs> shit, quite cheerfully, I thought this was fine. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's dumb, and we get Satanic Biker Joe Biden. Also, how have we made this far into Ultimates, and this is the first appearance of the Ghost Rider? I mean, do you think that they need to be tied? Oh, into the Ultimate Universe? Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's just like, oh, I mean, we're kind of like in the end game, sort of, of the Ultimate Universe. I mean, I don't think of it as the end game because I don't think anyone was thinking of it as that. I think they were seeing it as more of a new beginning. I suppose. Because, I mean, we're introducing a lot of people very quickly here. And, like, a lot of new concepts. Also, I wonder if the death of Joe Biden will be mentioned anywhere else. Because the vice president has now been murdered. I don't know. Tune in in a couple weeks when we cover Ultimus 3. <laughs> or, yeah, Avengers 3. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh... I also hate how these are all on the Marvel website. On different titles? It's like, yeah, it was like Ultimate Avengers, and then Ultimate mm-hmm. Comics Avengers 2, but that is Ultimate Avengers 3. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Uh, hire me to fix your site, Marvel. Because... That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I think this is better than Ultimate X-Men World Tour. I would agree. Uh, I think it's better than... Ooh. Yeah, it's better than Ultimate Marvel Team-Up Spider-Man and the X-Men. Yeah. Like, it's... I'll say this. Mark Millar writes the best Ultimate Punisher. I mean, the isn't really going up against anyone else but Bendis. I agree. The bar's not super high. But in, no, but in terms of characters, it's just like, that. that is very much a Mark Millar character. He has a cross. He feels real bad. Because he lost his kids as a dad. Okay. I think a good place for this is right between Ultimate Spider-Man Irresponsible and Ultimate Fantastic Four Frightful. Yeah. So our new number 48 is Ultimate Comics Avengers 2. Nice. And then last but not least, we have Definitely Ultimate not Comics. Least. Yeah. Uh, we have Ultimate Comics Spider-Man numbers 9 through 14. Oh, tainted love. This is where shit gets wild. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's some parts that I remember from later on that maybe tie into the story, but it's also something where I could have just been misremembering things. I was looking forward to this story because Ultimate Chameleon is fucking wild. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this story, Tainted Love, was written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by David Lafuente, color by Justin Ponsor, and letters by VCs Corey Petit. So, uh, Spider-Woman stops a robbery by the bombshells, the mother-daughter team, 
and he and she has some help from Human Torch, who ends up following her after she leaves, and then he asks her out, and they make out of it. I don't know if that was just Johnny talking because we don't actually see the makeouts. Yeah. And Johnny does like uh, to talk a big game. Mm-hmm. And at school, Gwen pushes Peter into getting a haircut done by all the women in his life in the school bathroom, which is weird. And also, this is the first appearance of Tandy, mm-hmm. who is a mutant-phobic student who will eventually become Ultimate Dagger. Oh, yeah. Which was something... Yeah, because oh, yeah, she even the, has the dagger necklace. and She's in the Young Ultimates. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. You mean the uh, all-new Ultimates? Whatever, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to that series because I remember really liking it. And then, like, I went to Michelle Fife at uh, Heroes Con, and he's like, yeah, nobody was really reading that, but thank you. I remember hearing good things about it, but I believe by that point I had given up on the Ultimate line. And it was mostly from me. That's good, Luke. <laughs> Just more saying that you don't always follow my recommendations. Seasons 1 and 2 of One Piece are now available on Netflix. If you want to watch a 20-plus year old anime. Next week on 36 Cinema, they're going to do a Rudy Ray Moore film. It'll be exciting. Nice. Yeah. Uh, next time on The Unbearable Weight of Nicolas Cage, Abby says she probably wants to do another fun movie instead of a weird Italian war film with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I still want to see that it, one. Oh, me too. I want to see what happens after he gives that uh, lizard a cigar. Yeah uh anyways uh everybody meets up at the house after johnny tells peter about how he made out with spider-man and peter cannot deal with that and runs off oh do you like peter's haircut now uh based off who the artist is yes Mm. okay you like it more than his shaggy look i just i didn't like the the current artist for it i think it works perfectly fine when bagley does it but you don't think LaFuente did it as well? No. Okay. The next day at the school, uh, some government agents try and arrest Kitty because she's a mutant. She refuses. Things escalate. Kitty attacks the agents, so Kitty faces both of them out. And the principal holds a PTA meeting where he's like, oh, yeah, uh, this all sucks really bad. And I also quit, but also I was fired. And y'all need to get your shit together. The school has no money. You're also messing the, the best the, part, which is then Kenny Kong goes ape shit on the, on the guards as well. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, Johnny, and Iceman go and check on Kitty's house, and that's when the Shroud appears. The boys jump in because she is destroying uh, cars, and they're like, oh, hey, this is Kitty. Kitty is like, Magneto is right. She punches Spider-Man. Spider-Man tries to get her to calm down, and she says, leave me alone, and runs into the sewers, and they leave her alone. Kitty is having a fucking rough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, afterwards, Aunt May is like, yeah, maybe we need to get better about all the stuff we're doing. No powers for a while. 
and Bobby ends up getting a fast food job. And MJ has video of the government agents illegally trying to arrest Kitty. And so Peter and Gwen are like, hey, we should probably go to the Daily Bugle with this. And so Peter and MJ go. Ben offers them money for the video. And when they refuse, he's like, good, you have passed my test. Now I get the video for free. That's the truest of tests. Mm-hmm. Because everyone knows Dad. that big old daddy Jameson isn't going to show out for shit. Mm -hmm. And he also agrees that he will keep the source of the video hidden and they'll just use it as proof that they can reference without actually needing to release mm -hmm. it. Peter sees Jameson acting weird and sets off his spider sense. So when he goes to try and talk to Jameson, Jameson attacks him, knocks him out, steals his face and locks him in a car trunk before returning back. Because this is half of our ultimate chameleon. Uh, fake Peter on the ride home makes out with MJ, but she pushes him away and gets out of the taxi. When he gets to the house in Queens, which he is very unhappy to be at, he kills the taxi driver and tries to figure out what is going on because this is very confusing with like Johnny and Bobby apparently changing the temperatures around them. And when Gwen, who he lives with, goes to make out with him, he is very confused. And he tells Gwen that MJ tried to make out with him, and that gets her angry, so she leaves. He thinks that Gwen might be his cousin or sister or something. Mm -hmm. And that's when you find out that the Parker's former name used to be Shelby. Uh, so the next day, uh, we do see the police are investigating the dead taxi driver, which is a weird thing that it took them so long to get to. There's a lot of things happening probably in Queens, Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, fake Peter keeps hearing references to what Peter's secret is and wants to figure out what it is. Uh, Flash tries to mess with him, so Peter threatens him, and fake Pete tries to talk to MJ about what's going on and she's like i used to think you were perfect and then he makes out with her again in front of gwen everyone mm -hmm. and so gwen sees when he gets home aunt may is angry because gwen has left the house and he's like you know maybe the secrets in here and he finds out that oh yeah this is a spider-man chest peter is spider-man and aunt may yells at peter for being a douchebag Mm-hmm. But you know what? Meanwhile, other when we had the ultimate Wolverine wanting to make out with Mary Jane, that was weird and creepy. Quite truthfully, I actually kind of enjoyed this one because to me, I felt like it was Chameleon being like, I feel like this is what a teen should be doing. And he's like, These are the these are like the vibes you are putting out. Yeah. It's not, oh, I want to make out with this teen girl. Yeah. It's this teen girl wants to make out with me. Better try and keep it unsuspicious. So Peter wakes up tied in a warehouse along with the real Jameson who realizes that Peter has to have been Spider-Man, which is a nice moment that he's finally figured that out. Mm -hmm. uh, fake Spider-Man, meanwhile, robs a bank and is working on destroying Spider-Man's reputation and is using mutant growth hormone to replicate the Spider-Man powers, which is neat. Agreed. And his partner wants to kill off Jameson because they don't think that he has any more information. 
and we see that the partner of fake Spider-Man is also a chameleon with the same abilities, and she shoots Jameson in the head. And then we get horrifying titty Jameson. Yeah. And horrifying uh, titty Jameson end. shoots normal Jameson. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in Aunt May's, the news of Spider-Man doing crimes goes, and May's like, hey, this is suspicious. Go and stop Peter. Bring him back. They find the fake Spider-Man, and when they see that, like, under the mask, he is still... Uh, like Peter, they figure they need to catch him. He escapes initially, and meanwhile, the female twin who is with Peter wants to know his secrets, threatens his family, but then uh, her brother comes back, Peter escapes the bonds, Johnny and Bobby go and capture both of them, and Johnny's like, hey, Jameson is still alive even though he got shot in the head. So Johnny flies him to the hospital, and Peter calls S.H.I.E.L.D. in to arrest the twins, which they do. Good on Carol Danvers for getting a moment to do her job. Yeah. As Nick and Fury watches from his binoculars. See Nick. Yeah, I mean, it would be, I think, more connectivity than the Ultimate line would have had if they ended up joining the Ultimates. But it would have been neat. Mm-hmm. And then Peter gets home, and now things are awkward with Gwen. And in the hospital, Jameson remembers who Spider-Man really is. It's... It's... Uh, I, I think it's I like definitely the best story that we've covered in this episode. I, I think some of the gears still aren't turning the way that they should. But I also think there's a lot of really good moments, too. Oh, yeah. Like, there are... A lot of really good uh, small moments, this like was, Bobby being into bits. Yeah, but this was also a great Jameson arc, too. Mm. I like nice Jameson that they've now made post-Ultimatum. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think it's as good as uh, Ultimate Spider-Man Carnage. A.K.A. Little Ben. Little Ben. Uh, Little Ben had a better job of raising the stakes. Yeah. Uh, how do we feel about it compared to Ultimate Vision? I think Ultimate Vision was a bit more consistent throughout. I disagree. I think this was better. Okay. Uh, what is Ultimate Spider-Man annual number? Oh, that's the, they ask Kitty, Sp- Peter asks Kitty out. Yes. Okay, how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Spider-Man annual number two? I like the annual better. Uh, Ultimate X-Men number 15, it doesn't have to be this way. It is better than that. I'm trying to remember which one that is. Well, it's already, I'm looking over like the screen caps from the episode and I don't remember a lot of it. Oh, oh. Is that one? Ah, okay. Uh, Number 15 is where the mutants are going and like they're accepted into the world. And it's uh, Xavier 
sharing a bunch of information and Beast gets catfished. Oh, yes. I think uh, right under that one and right above Ultimate Vision. Yeah. So our new number 41. Tainted Love. Boom, boom. Yeah, and uh, that is what we had to cover this week. Do you know what we are covering next time, Devin? X-Men? No. Uh, oh, wait, no, covering... it's all those miniseries. Yep, Ultimate Enemy, Ultimate Mystery, and Ultimate Doom. So it's the big turning point for a lot of the uh, Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Yeah. That's what led to so, all the new series starting. Mm-hmm. I, I am excited about that. I remember really enjoying some of that because it was the Ultimate Universe getting back to something that felt new and not knowing what was going to happen. Nice. Because this was around the time when I was working in the comic shop. And I think I had picked up some of those off of the uh, the racks when I was working there. So, yeah, we got that to look forward to next time in two weeks. And, yeah, we don't have any movies coming out or anything for a while, so. In December, there will be the ultimate Miles Morales video game. Which now their messaging on that is very unclear because now they're saying it's standalone. Yeah, yeah, the devs are saying that it's a standalone game. Yeah. I mean, my, my so. personal opinion is I thought it, when they announced it, I assumed it was going to be shorter than a normal video game. Mm-hmm. Kind of like there was that Uncharted spinoff that came out. That's that's what they're saying it's like. Okay. Or yeah, well, it's not quite as long, but still, like a forty dollar game rather than sixty. Yeah, the uh, the messaging on it has been very unclear. Yeah, but yeah, Sony came out and fucking flexed. Mm-hmm. That was exciting. Well, Devin, where can people find you? Online? Oh, you can find me online at Fredo Fett. That's F R E D D O F E T T. And Luke, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at, at @coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Multiversal Q slash Multiversal Q is a alternating weekly podcast. Uh, if you enjoy the show, have money, and have donated enough to other places, uh, we have a Patreon where you can chip in a few bucks. You get easy access to the Nicolas Cage podcast that we mentioned, though that is free for anyone to listen to on the Patreon feed. And you get some other nice benefits every now and then. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, we have a Twitter. Uh, I did see that someone finally left us a new review on iTunes, uh, albeit uh, several months ago. Nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you, too. Uh, thank you to Sergon who I believe also left a, a very nice review for Exiled. Read it out loud. Remember when the Super Sons were on this? 
Luke and Devin helped me learn a little bit more every day about the Ultimates universe. I'll never know if that's a good or bad thing. These hosts are witty and handsome. Check it out. I'm witty. I'm handsome. And we're multiversal Q. Uh, yeah. I gotta go and do some other things on my very nice Saturday. I hope all of you have a good next two weeks until we see you again. You just need a poop, don't you, Luke? You know, I need to get steps in for the hour. Nice. Yeah, I need to get my 250. So, uh, thank you again for listening and have a wonderful week. Peace. Peace. Catch you on flip mode.